Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast, the Nerdy Podcast hosted by two northern nerds and one of your hosts Sam. And I'm the other host Paul. And today there's no top five, there's no list, there's mm-hmm. no anxiety, there's no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I think after, just, the, after the last, after last week, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a bit too stressful trying to do something I was guilty of when I wasn't really guilty. I was even talking to friends afterwards and yeah, I love Chris, so don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't scared. <laughs> nope, this week we're doing a review of Black Widow. Because yep. it came out eventually. <laughs> and now we're going to do our thoughts on Black Widow. Yep. So just before we get into the review, mm-hmm. I just want to say that it's just, I don't want to say it, but I want to tell you, Black Widow scored 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fair. And it was directed by Kate Shortland, and screenplay was done by Eric Pearson. Mm-hmm. So directed by a woman. Oh, um, I know that eighty. Uh, this is going to probably show how my feelings towards this film goes. I'm surprised mm-hmm. by that score. <laughs> really? Very, very surprised. Yes. Okay, so if I we'll get this out of the way with them because mm-hmm. this will help where the conversation goes to. Out of five. What are you scoring it? Uh, two. <gasps> wow! Oh my I god, would... I was going to go with four. Yeah, um, I, I've put on the same level as Iron Man 3, even <gasps> Thor, uh, Dark Worlds uh, standard. Um, I had so much expectation for the film. Like, see, I love the characters. Like, Scarlett Johansson's never been poor as... as uh, Natasha and like mm-hmm. say she's been a linchpin in a lot of the things and like say even in uh, Infinity War and Endgame she she was one of the standout performers in that but it didn't I probably would have felt I know it's gonna sound really weird but I would have probably liked the film more if it came out after Civil War because mm, yeah because it follows directly on from so you the, the timeline is the literally straight after mm-hmm. Civil War when Natasha um, betrayed the Sokovia Accords yeah. and uh, Ross is on the hunt for her. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote in my notes that I felt, and I actually enjoyed the film, mm-hmm. but not for the reasons that I probably should have. Um, I thought Natasha was almost a secondary character. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, it, I don't feel like it was her film. Yeah. I really, I think she was secondary because there was more people that stood out mm-hmm. over her and that shouldn't have been the case. Yeah. Um, I thought David Harbour was phenomenal mm-hmm. as the Red Guardian. Oh, I thought, I think, amazing. Yeah, I think that there's tidbits he said and that was mentioned during that's going to lead it to quite a few interesting things. And I know as well, like I say, we're going to discuss Black Widow, but after this as well, we're going to discuss Loki. So I think... Again, without uh, yeah. just if you're watching this as well, there's going to be a fuck ton of spoilers. So I do apologise. So <laughs> if you're not, yeah, that pretty much when when you say you're doing a Black Widow review, mm-hmm. your brain yeah. should go. I shouldn't listen to this if I've not seen it because yeah. we are going to go into it. But mm-hmm. I would I say four out of five because the I thought there was some absolute standout moments, but mm-hmm. not from her. Um, yeah. which was pretty disappointing. I couldn't get invested in it because I know her fate. Yeah. 
I couldn't. Yeah. It's it's the same with like say with other like I, I I know you with me and you have different views on say Captain America First Avenger. I mm. couldn't get to an investor because you know what the outcome is going to be. You know, is uh, the like there's no danger because she's in future films after this. With it being a prequel, it, I, that's what took us out of the film a little bit more than probably seen because I was wanting a little bit more from it. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I get that. I think with with Captain America: uh, The First Avenger, the reason why I I like it so much, and I know you know that Cap gets frozen and you know that he comes back, mm-hmm. but you have to. You don't have to know who he is mm-hmm. in order to understand the struggle when he mm-hmm. comes out. And I like the fact that we got to see that side of it. Mm-hmm. But the, my one worry with Natasha's film was that mm-hmm. they were going to find a way to bring her back. And I've been watching a lot of videos this morning just to try and like mm-hmm. get into the thought, like to like start thinking of things. Because I, I do like I watched it on Tuesday, but I've watched so many things since then <laughs> that my brain yeah. can't like. So I have to go over some things and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was worried they were gonna find a way to bring her back, which yeah. would have totally ruined for mm-hmm. all of us and taken away from us what we felt yeah. at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the right the the director said there was going to be the end credit scene wasn't going to be what it was. Mm-hmm. So the end credit scene, you see uh, Elena mm-hmm. going to Natasha's grave. And they have this kind of calling, like a whistle mm-hmm. that they do to each other. It's trying like just to make like I think that like they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she does the whistle and kind of waits to see if mm-hmm. she, you know, if it comes back. And apparently, the director said she was going to put it in. Mm-hmm. That would have no, it. Film that finished. And that, that you know what that, I mean. That would have. I would have. I would have. I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been writing angry letters in like, say, to Disney with that, but I can understand why they don't want to let her go because, like I say, she is money, like say, and Disney mm-hmm. and Marvel are in the money-making business. But like, as you said, standout performers like um, David, like I say, David Harbour from Stranger Things as well. I don't think I've ever seen him other than Hellboy, where well, he wasn't bad in Hellboy, but the film was bad. Where yeah. he's been. But he was, like I say, one of the standout things. Like uh, even Raquel uh, Weiss as well, absolutely outstanding. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was a bit more emotional than we've seen in in other Marvel films, which was a good but thing. Oh, like, definitely. I, it, it fit because it was, you know, it's all about a family with Natasha. Mm-hmm. There's two things. There's two things that's going on in her head: mm-hmm. her family, yeah, and her ledger. Mm-hmm her red ledger and this and that, that's like and so what to see our family that kind of like mm-hmm. will always bring in a more well her family will yeah. always bring the emotion out of her but mm-hmm. going on to um, david harbour alexi i can't say his surname i'm sorry <laughs> but the red wow like yeah. wow that prison scene where he's bragging about fighting captain america that was just brilliant touching on that though because that's an element I think they're going to do a callback to because um, he mentioned later on, does Cap, like to, to Natasha, does he talk about us? So mm-hmm. we don't know what Captain America has been up to or, or happened when he went back in time. So, mm-hmm. and he's been around. So yeah. clearly he has. So it's either going to be a callback to what, 
good old Steve's been? Because I know there's been talk of Chris Evans come back into the Marvel world mm -hmm. secretly, um, or not so secretly. So, mm -hmm. are we going to see like an 80s Cap versus uh, Red Guardian, which would be quite interesting? I would pay money for that. Or is it because of, like, say, what we're going to discuss later with Loki and timeline splits and multiverses and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that? Has that got an element to play in it as well? Because I, I know this was meant to come out a lot longer before yeah. then. So things, like I say, have changed. We don't know what rewrites or what reshoots was put in to, to, to mess with us. But mm -hmm. I, that was a quite interesting take because I thought, as you said, when he said the prison scene, I thought he was just talking shit. And then he got called out for talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> but when he talked to Natasha later on and said, um, has, has he mentioned us? I was like... Right. This right, yeah, there's something there, isn't there? Because yeah. if he was lying, he mm. would have just stayed like, you know what I mean? He wouldn't yeah. have took that lie to someone who actually knows him. Mm -hmm. So I can't, yeah, I, I thought exactly the same thing. I just thought his delivery, the way the, the way that he was, I, I was just, mm -hmm. I was just, I was just amazed. But when, what, you know, he said he fought Captain America um, could it not have just been another super soldier? We now know from Falcon and the Wilton's Winter Soldier that there was more super soldiers, super soldiers. than Steve Rogers. So could it not have been? That's what I, possibly that's what I, could th I thought. But with him doing the callbacks in, does he talk mm -hmm. to us? So that like him knowing yeah. the relationship that Natasha has with Steve, that could only be the. Like I said, well, in my head, again, I could be wrong. Marvel flips the script on us so many times. But yeah. also, also, as well, another standout, well, there was three standout performances. Like, I know Scarlett was a little bit torn back in this one, but Raquel mm -hmm. Weiss, I could watch her in anything. Like, see, I'm still in love she with her from so Constantine, much. but she was so One, motherly was, as well. That was, and mesmerising. Mm -hmm. She was so interesting. Like, I wanted to hear more from her, and I want to see, because she, she is... I'm not saying the original, but she is also a Black Widow. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just, well, I, come on, and you, there's so many stories and you could get from her. And we, we only, got, she's not even like, when I looked at the cast list, she's mm -hmm. right the way down the bottom. Yeah. Because she isn't really in it that much. No, but. And she, I, was, I was a bit disappointed. But her and Natasha's relationship was so telling. Like, see, even that time in the barn, I know, like, we're skipping huge chunks of the films here, but that time in the barn yeah. was, like, see, quite in. And, and this is coming from someone that didn't like the film as well. So mm -hmm. I, I, I do appreciate that there is elements in it. And, like, see, but even them two, the standout to me was uh, Florence Pugh as, as Yelena. <gasps> Her accent as well, because... I know we're going to go on with this. There were some dodgy fucking accents in this film. But her accent, the only thing was good, but the only thing that did confuse is because is when she was a young kid in America, she didn't have a Russian accent. She was quite, like, say, American twan. So I don't know how the Russian accent came in as strong. But, um, so, did, so did Alexi, so did... Um, Melina as well, they all had an American accent. I can the understand. Is, they, yeah, but, they just trained them mm -hmm. that way. But she didn't know she was, wasn't was an American. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. That. The, um, you don't know what the Red Room does to them. True. That's the thing. And the, um, getting to see the Red Room was mm. fascinating. Mm. Um, who else? No, but Yelena, I just, I'd say this to Anne, the minute she came on screen, and we could see what she could do. Uh, I was like, we 
we need to see more of this girl. She need, and we know we know <laughs> we're going to see more of that. That yeah. is the final credit scene. Mm -hmm. um, but she was just absolutely astounding. She taught every scene she was in with Scarlett. She took mm -hmm. it away from her. Yeah. She was an absolute outstanding uh, mm -hmm. Black Widow because they all are Black Widows. Yeah. Um, one character who wasn't a standout, kind of you very much secondary, but and I don't know. I didn't know this until I looked into it, so I'm not going to know. I'm not going to sure if anyone else knows it. But Rick Mason, mm -hmm. um, Black Widow's little go-to guy for all of our bits and pieces. All right, yeah, I've, I've, I've is, seen him in loads of British things, but I've not really noticed. It's them. not the actor; it's the character. So yeah. Rick Mason is the son of um, Tinker. I think I might be getting that wrong from Spider-Man. Right, okay. You know, and if you watch Spider-Man Homecoming with the Vulture, his little tech crew, yeah. the guy who's from Orange is the New Black, mm -hmm. Kyle and Orange, he, that's him. Oh, right. They are, they are related mm -hmm. um, in the comics. Yeah. But don't know how that's going to work here. I didn't know that. I thought that was mm -hmm. quite interesting because there's a connection between the yeah. two people. Mm -hmm. They are technically related. Um, Ray oh, Winston... Oh, oh God! <laughs> no, I was just going to be, before I started laying into the rear where else than I was just going to mention because Marvel don't do anything by chance. Mm -mm. Like I say, even they don't do anything by mistake. It's no, all it's all like I say preempted. Like say, even Danny mm -hmm. Glover's uh, not Danny Glover, Donald Glover's uh, appearance as the as potentially the prowler and mm -hmm. things. So that, that's leading up to Miles Morales apparently. But again. Uh, exciting times ahead but yes yeah. uh, we'll come to the bit that totally like say as soon as it happened I, I tapped out with the film Rhea Winston's accent what the fuck was that oh yeah uh, please was it South African was it uh, was he Dutch or was he a comic in all of but Jesus Christ I, I'm sorry I know I don't normally get this bad but I got physically angry watching this film every time he talked and oh, uh, I, I, I couldn't have just kept it as the Cockney accent. That is more sinister. Mm. Like, regardless of the fact he's from Russia, just give him his, just let him do his Cockney accent. It is perfect for him. Like, and it would have been perfect for that character because he was a, you um, know, a dodgy dealer kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, I totally, I, your rage is the same rage I get when I listen to Kathy Burke in um, American Horror Story, because her <laughs> accents in that are absolutely horrendous. But I even te I was texting Sean during it going, what, what is he doing? And he was just laughing, he's heading off going, um, he's saying, because then he watched it the day after, he went, I totally understand why you hate this. <laughs> um, yeah. And the biggest anticlimactic part of it as well was Taskmaster such an interesting character and so many possibilities yeah. and as soon as you saw Natasha's backstory uh, like how she got into S.H.I.E.L.D. by blowing up his daughter yeah. accidentally, you went that's that's nailed on, going to be a Taskmaster and Marvel don't do that they don't play the obvious game and the, everything, this is why I, I say I couldn't get on board with this film as much, everything that happened was so predictable yeah. You knew who was yeah. going to turn on who? You knew what there was no flipping or like even the end credit scenes. Uh, they spoiled it a little bit because they told us that um, I've got a name now. 
uh, Lady yeah, Hyde was going to be in it because they told us that mm -hmm. after Winter Sun that they, they, they said that wasn't going to be her first appearance. So you knew she was no. going to make an appearance in there. The only thing I was surprised at, and again, because if you even if you look on, if you type in Black Widow in the cast, I don't know if you noticed this, there's a certain person that actually appears in the cast listing, but he's not in the film. No. Robert Downey Jr. Yes, right. I watched that. There was another thing that I watched this morning. So he was, um, there was rumours that he was meant, to, this was when, before, way before it got put back and put back. So there was rumours while it was in production that Robert Downey Jr. would be returning as Iron Man for this mm -hmm. film. But they never said what it was for. It wasn't going to be a flash. There was so, if you, there's a video on YouTube actually telling you everything that was cut out. Mm -hmm. because the trailer and the film do not marry up with each other. No. If you watch the trailer and then watch the film, they don't marry up. So there's a lot that's yeah, been that, taken out. That happens a lot. Like, say, Marvel, that's yeah. where Marvel do the, like, the smoke and mirrors type thing. Look over here, mm -hmm. we'll do this. Like, yeah. Avengers was such a big one, like, having characters that weren't even in the trailer just reappear. Um, and, like, say, Infinity War, the big one, where they had the Hulk showing up in the yeah. final battle when... Running. Yeah, and he wasn't that, in it. Wasn't yeah. in it. But again, I don't mind that. That's fine. But like, see, what I heard was apparently this was like the whole beginning of Black Widow was was changed because apparently it was going to be set exactly after the big battle mm -hmm. and Tony Stark. That's where Robert Downey Jr. was supposed to be saying goodbye and and, and like said Natasha was sculpting off and stuff. But I know the change this time they had General Ross coming in, making a yeah. tit of himself as as he does again. Mm -hmm. But it's nailed on the knock. I don't think as I think the next Avengers film isn't going to be Avengers. We want to get either get two ones in the for the price of one this time. It's going to be the Thunderbolts, which has mm -hmm. to happen. That's now. obvious. Isn't obvious now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially with um, like the Abomination going to be in Shang Chi mm -hmm. as well, but. Um, the Young Avengers, I think that's yep. going to be the next, because I don't think we're going to get an actual Avengers film until maybe like Marvel, I know that Marvel never say, can't call it a day, but it'll have to be like an end. They can't just keep going. So the last one probably, is, I, I think that'll be a, a fitting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I know it's a lot of positives in the film, but it's one, I think yes. it's one of them where I wanted to like it. I, there was, because I've, 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 I've but again, it was a film that came out that if I if they didn't release it, I wouldn't have been bothered. I get what you mean. I do. I do now. I've seen it, mm -hmm. but obviously the leader. I think it's just because it was. It's it's kind of been teased on us for nearly eighteen months. Yeah. You know, we were meant to get this eighteen months ago. So yeah, I, I had to watch it, but I totally understand where you're coming from. I give it, like I say, I give it the four out of five. But it wasn't for her. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. It was, it was for the other I don't elements. Feel, I don't feel it was her film at all. There was one thing that I did pick up this morning that I found very interesting was talk of the of X Men. Mm -hmm. It's very minor. It's mm -hmm. what Melina says that girls, and this is, I, I, I think word for word, girls have girls have passed through the program, but if they had, gen, but only if they had genetic potential. Right. Okay. Ah. And mm -hmm. that could be because they also use the same phrasing mm -hmm. in Winter Soldier when they refer to the twins because at the time they couldn't say mutants. Yeah. No, no, I um, remember that. Yeah, because um, yeah. 
because they were called the miracles or something, didn't they? But no, but uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm way wrong with that one, but I can't remember. I, I, I no, remember I, I, they, they, they worded it to where it wasn't mutants, but it was mm -hmm. genetically mm -hmm. different. And yeah. she did exactly the same. Um, but it was only a minor thing. And it's like, could, she, could we have had potential X-Men in there? I mean, the thing is, Loki has changed everything. <laughs> so yes. you, this... This doesn't even feel worth it anymore mm -hmm. because it means nothing. No. Well, that's the thing. Um, if, if, for example, if this came out instead of Captain Marvel, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Like, cause, really? Oh, because in the timescale, because what Marvel were trying to do was mm. get the first female superhero, right, mm. first female superhero uh, showcasing womanhood and thing yeah this would have been the perfect foil and it would have fit nicely mm -hmm. in within the films but i know they needed captain marvel for the avengers but delay it by a, a year delay film fit this in if you want this in so bad rather than saying because it felt like an afterthought it felt like saying scarlet you've done really well you've helped us out here's your peer for for Ooh, what you've done um, no, I took no. I get that, and I actually wrote a full article on this. Now, I am a I am a member of the Carol, a very proud member of the Carol Corps. Mm -hmm. I love Captain Marvel as a character, and I was buzzing my tits off when she was getting her own film. Mm -hmm. But in my eyes at the time, she was getting it over Black Widow, mm -hmm. and I thought that that character has paid its dues since Iron Man Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah and has made such a place for herself mm -hmm. amongst all these men. And she is an afterthought mm -hmm. in Marvel's eyes because they're going to give the first female Marvel film to Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. And for even me as a Captain Marvel fan, I thought that was an absolute kick in the face for mm -hmm. the character, for Scarlet, because it was a, well, we, we need to bring her in. But you didn't. This is see, we didn't need that Captain Marvel film when it was. At the end of Infinity War, mm -hmm. the the picture of her star appears on his pager. Mm -hmm. If you knew who it was from that, why did we need a film mm -hmm. to show who she was? Because when she walks into the Avengers headquarters, she is wearing her outfit with the star on it. Mm -hmm. You didn't need the film to explain where she's been. Mm -hmm. Or who she was, because by the time she gets to the Avengers headquarters, that star from that pager is on her outfit. What? And that would have made it more intriguing mm -hmm. as to who this person was. But because you've already seen the film in the first place, it takes the intrigue and the interest away from it. P case in point, how Marvel have brought Spider-Man into the, into the fair. Because I know everyone likes to see the backstory, but we don't need to see... Uncle Ben dying. We don't need to see Peter getting bit. We've seen that. And how they brought him in already as a full-fledged, well, as a teenager, but with these powers, yeah. worked so much better. It was more of a surprise. It meant more, I think. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Uh, and I, think... I, I, know, I know Carol's not a... She's not... Carol's not a... For just movie fans, she's not a big... Um, like she's not a known character for mo just movie fans, but you're not we're not stupid mm -hmm. you know people are going to remember there's a reason you're looking at that pager for as long as you are mm -hmm. and then that star appears 
-hmm. And then you see her in her outfit with the star on the front. People are not stupid. They would put together that that is the same Mm -hmm. thing. And all she needed to do was the the same speech she did to them when uh, Rory's getting in her face saying, you know, where have you been? been? And she says, you know, there's more people out there. There's more other universes out there. Don't and they have don't have you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair we don't we didn't we didn't need the full story. And what I I I generally don't mind the Captain Marvel film. Mm-hmm. I don't. But what I didn't like was her actual origin story because it's not Carol's story. Mm-hmm. That's not Carol's story. She was never part of a Cree army. Mm-hmm. Like I no, I don't I, I didn't like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um and oh I just I don't know. I'm getting myself <laughs> all flustered. <laughs> I, I have to, listeners, if you watching as well, we are in bacon heat in the northeast. <sighs> we're not used to this, so. <laughs> no, we're not. We're like, for any Americans listening, to give you some perspective, if you've seen Game of Thrones, we are Winterfell. We're always cold, it's always rain, and it's always miserable. But the minute it's like dawn, and it is so hot. Yes. So hot. So if we seem a bit grumpy as well, that might be the thing. <laughs> but yes, uh, going back to, like I say, the Black Widow aspect, because I know, like I say, it's strange because I think, like I say, my disappointment as well is because we've been promised this film for over a bloody year mm-hmm. and they could have released it in so many different ways because I know they wanted to make the, the cinema of things but apparently when looking at they made the money back off Disney Plus alone, right? Yeah. Again, I don't like, well, I don't like to criticise companies or people that are doing well, but £20 just for one day's release, and you don't even get it to watch it after that. I know, no. I can understand That's... in parts where if it's a family going, they can save money on tickets or popcorn and yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally get that. Overall price you're paying for a service on a monthly thing anyway, Jesus Christ, I was um, yeah, surprised at that. No, I totally get that. And I always ask us to answer, you know, if they asked us to pay for it, I'd watch it because I was getting to the point where I just needed to see it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out the price and I went, well, what the hell? Why would I pay £20 to watch it on Disney Plus that I already give them money for when I can go to the cinema and watch it for a fiver? Yep. It doesn't make no sense to me. But if it was a case of they did this straight away, Mm-hmm. Like when it was meant to be released, yeah. I probably would have bit the bullet and paid the twenty quid. I probably and, would have. And going back as well, the whole Taskmaster element, because again, I've heard rumours that mm-hmm. the Taskmaster is going to be reappearing in the next Deadpool film as well, um, which again would be interesting. But they made it an interesting character so bland with the reveal, because even after right, the reveal, yeah. there was no personality, or I know was nothing there there was no change no no and i want to get into this and this this bit's going to go a little bit serious um so the taskmaster as you know um isn't draco's daughter Mm -hmm. at all in the in the comics i'm trying to find his actual name because i forgot to write it down Mm -hmm. um oh my god what's his name no but in in um, like, I know I like we like to predict and see what's going to happen. That was the, what I thought was going to be Raquel Weiss's character before I saw the film. That yeah. was going to that was my call because I thought it was going to be someone close to Scarlet, but 
Mm, and, I would have been interested. That would have probably been more interesting than being Draco's daughter. Yeah. Um, but the real, the, the proper character from the comics is a, he's called Tony Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the characteristics of the character from comic to what you see is, is spot on. You mm-hmm. know, that regard, forget the reveal, but how he is is spot on, right? Mm-hmm. The cretins of the internet mm-hmm. have taken it upon themselves to display their disgust with the reveal by sending Kate, what's her name, Kate Shortland, mm-hmm. death threats. Wow. Because they changed the character from Tony Masters to Draco's daughter. I'm sorry, but who the fuck do these people think they are? Cover, like, death threats. It's fanboys for you, though, isn't it? That's the problem. This people... is not that, it's not, this is yeah. not serious mm-hmm. at all. There is no reason to send a fucking woman death threats because you didn't get what you wanted out of that character. To be honest, if it revealed it to be Tony Masters and not Draco's daughter, would have a lot of us given a shit? I always would have went, why? Because <laughs> it, it, went... would, it wouldn't have made any difference to the storyline. But don't, No, like said, you probably, don't... Just, probably just would have went, who? Because yeah. it's somebody we don't know. No. I understand the reveal is a bit, it's very predictable. So many very predictable. That was my problem. That was always my problem. Again, I couldn't, I, I would have laughed my head off if it was someone like, like say, a clone version of uh, Weird Wilson. That would have been funny. But, that would have been brilliant. That would have been brilliant. But, like, as I said, as you go back, no one should be getting death threats for any type of performance. I know going mm-hmm. back to Captain America and Winter Soldier, that uh, the guy who played uh, like the the new Captain America done a performance so well that he was hated so much he got death threats. But again, get over yourselves. It's 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 a comic book. It's, it's a film. It's, it's not, not that real life. Serious. But, yeah, it's not serious. Nobody deserves to have that amount of threat like, on them. But like, even if they the even if they revealed it to be Tony Masters, majority of the majority of the viewing public are not going to know who that is. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make an impact. I get where they were trying to go with it. To mm-hmm. be honest, if we didn't see who was behind the mask, I still that character is so interesting, mm-hmm. so deadly, so dangerous. The fact that how, the amount of times me and Anthony going, oh my god, he's Hawkeye. Oh my God, it's Black Panther. Like, it was amazing to watch it. Mm-hmm. But just because you didn't get what you wanted, you mm-hmm. feel it's okay to send someone death threats. It's absolutely ridiculous. I just cannot get my head around it at all. No. Absolute cretins, man. But, yeah, but it's... Like I say, it's it's modern world, it's the internet, trolls as you, as you see. But, yeah. like I say... Try and move through, move through the shade and see what see what goes on. But uh, yes, the whole film overall. Would I watch it again? I probably would if I was watching the full films. In yeah. But I wouldn't watch it in the release order because it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work in the slightest. No, uh, I don't. I like to watch it as they came out. Like. You know, I, I like to go from Iron Man 1, right? The amount of times I've watched End Games, man, is just, it's mm. it's starting to get stupid now. Like, how much punishment do I need to put myself through? <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do. I have this plan, always have the plan. I'm going to watch it, not in chronological order, where it's like in the timeline, mm. but just from start to finish. Because 
um, Disney Plus is great. They've got the timeline mm-hmm. order, then they've just got the release order. Yeah. And I get from Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm going straight to Endgame. <laughs> I'm missing it all out and going straight to Endgame. The only thing as well, because I, I, with the, every, every Marvel film, there's an after credit scene, which we've talked about as well. Mm-hmm. This one didn't make as much sense as the others, because I know, I know what they've done. I know why they're doing it, but to go that way, to say, because you've give, like say, Natasha's sister a big change, she's out of that, uh, being controlled and manipulated, then mm-hmm. going straight back into being manipulated again. Uh, to be sent after Barton saying, oh, do you want to go after your sister? Your sister's killer? Well, no. He didn't fucking kill her. He tried everything he could to no. save her. So that's so, bullshit one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, it is. But look at who we're dealing with. It's you know, And look at what, what she's probably already in that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought, so when we saw her going to the grave, mm-hmm. asses to aunt, Swear to God, if Samuel L. Jackson comes around the corner and tries to initiate this girl into the the Young Avengers, I will lose my absolute shit. But what we got was Valentina coming to her, and it wasn't. And I thought, oh my God, it is. It's Paul was right. We, we, you know, this is it. And it wasn't a you know a Tony Stark moment. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like the beginning of the, the end of Iron Man mm-hmm. when Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Fury comes out and gets Tony to join the, uh, you know, join the Avengers program. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be, you couldn't come join the Thunderbolts program, but no, she. Yeah. it sounds like she's already, already in it. it. Yep. Yeah. No, that, uh-huh. that, that, but the target though, Barton, I know they're selling this think, TV show, so I think this has been added in after, like say, what, as an afterthought what I pers- as well. Yeah, what I personally think is, that Barton's pissed off a lot of people when he was in his Ronan character, mm-hmm. that the Thunderbolts are just wanting to take him out and going to use that as an excuse mm-hmm. to take Barton out. And that's what we're going to see in Bar- in, um, Clint's, in the Hawkeye TV program. I don't think, I think, obviously we, we know, we know as viewers that he did everything he could to save her. Mm-hmm. But to somebody who wasn't there, Mm-hmm. you could use that as a massive manipulation tool. And this woman is not a good woman. She's no. not a good person. They're not good people. So she's obviously going to use a manipulation factor to get Yolanda to do what she wants her to do. And mm-hmm. I think Barton's pissed a lot of people off mm-hmm. in his little escapade um, after he lost his family. Yeah. That we, don't, we only saw a fraction of it. Mm-hmm. I am not a massive Clint fan. I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's going to be making it out of this season. To be honest, because I know that kicks the the iron up Katie Bishop now, aren't they? So yeah, look, I mean, to be this is why this is why I think you're right with the Young Avengers because now we've got a, another version of Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We know that Miles Morales is coming into it, and mm-hmm. um, we Miss Marvel, who is another mm-hmm. Young Avenger, she's in it, and we know that Kate Bishop's going to be in Hawkeye. I'm going to say that. Kid Loki as well. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So we know, we, we, we can see where it's going. I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a slow progression to boot all the older people out. Yeah. To bring the younger crew in to then at some point having to need the older crew. Mm-hmm. I don't think Clint's going anywhere, but I think she will be the perfect 
reason for him to give in because yeah. he doesn't need to do what he does anymore. He's not an Avenger. Yeah. Because I'm... <laughs> Just thinking back as well, because they've recast uh, Ant-Man's daughter as well, because she's going to be playing a bigger role going forward. You've got uh, Cassie Lang in it as well, so there yeah. you go. Because it's, it's cast, perfectly coming together. Because they've cast the blonde lass out of the that new Freaky film, the, the serial killer Freaky Friday. She was in Supernatural for a few episodes as Castiel's daughter. Can't remember her name, oh. but she's uh, recently been recast as uh, Cassie Lang. So cool, and that's cool. Um, just going back to Black Widow. And Barton, mm -hmm. I loved the fact that they went back to Budapest and we got <laughs> to know what they actually did there. <laughs> so, so I, I love that aspect. I did think it was good that they tied it up, but I wouldn't have been sad if I didn't know because it would have been that that little in joke that was always quite. Uh, you know, yeah, because it was like that would that would have been good. I, like I would have been happy with that but no mm -hmm. I, I let's say it was nice to get a bit of, a bit of closure nice. um and again going back to the most predictable and um what you thought was going to happen when you knew the line and word that natasha was going to use as soon as thank you for it, your cooperation exactly so you again you knew as soon as she was going to be in the office there was going to be some kind of manipulation yeah. and you knew she was never going to be the vulnerable one as well because she is the ultimate assassin as a stroke spy. Um, mm -hmm. But good, like I keep jumping from point to point now because you keep saying stuff and people, things pop in my head. I know. <laughs> um, with Samuel Jackson, I knew he wasn't going to be making a, an appearance, the reason being he's in space with the squirrels still. Touche, touche. <laughs> yes, I just thought that would have been a perfect, but a perfect moment. Mm -hmm. It was... It was a different character, a different organisation that mm -hmm. was coming for Yelena. For for yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but also, her watching Moonraker mm -hmm. was an absolute massive foreshadowing <laughs> of where the Red Room was. Yeah, Massive! Because if you know Moonraker, he goes to a secret space, space yeah. thingy in the mm -hmm. sky, mm -hmm. and that's where the bloody Red Room was. <laughs> but yeah, that... <laughs> I think it was a film of foreshadowing. That's the only thing I can see. It was worse than RuPaul's Drag Race, when it's foreshadowing who's going to be kicked out, and, and you know throughout, throughout the episodes. So <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> yeah, the shade of it all. Sorry, the shade of it all. But yes, um, no, it wasn't the biggest fan. Again, I think it's more disappointing. It probably is better than a two-star film. I'm probably being a bit overly harsh, but I think the length of time we have waited for it, I wanted yes. it to be better than what we got. It's been it's been a it's been a wait, um, and it's I think it got to the point with me that I just wanted to see it, mm -hmm. but I did I wrote a massive article about Black Widow and mm -hmm. how I felt she was absolutely shafted in not being the first person the first woman to have her own, because mm -hmm. um, now it, there's so many like there's going to be Miss Marvel, mm -hmm. Jennifer Waters as She Hulk, um, which I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that like the sounds of that and she is. Oh, she is one of my favorites. There is a run that came out in 2012 and it on no, 2014. Mm -hmm. Um and it got cancelled. It got one series and it got cancelled and you're the uproar because of it. Because do you know why? It was all to do with our work. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a superhero aspect, it was more to do with our and it was fantastic. But if you want 
a really good, really good Black Widow comic. I cannot recommend um, Nathan Edmondson's 2014's The Finely Woven Thread. That is, that is giving you Natasha wiping away, because like I said with Natasha, there's one or two things, it's family or a ledger. And this is, and this is a ledger. She, mm. She's trying to right our wrongs Mm-hmm. while also being an Avenger, while also trying to actually live a life. And it, it's so brilliantly done. I'll, that, again, you mentioned a certain word there, just jump something straight back. And one of the things I did mm-hmm. actually enjoy, it's probably the first film of the Marvel thing where people are referring to her as an Avenger, uh, Avenger as all the way through. Like it was a, they made it a big deal, and I enjoyed yeah. that, yeah. So... No, uh, just saying that, I know it sounds weird saying Avenger, but that was a key thing where people saw saw Natasha as a superhero. And now she's got no special powers. She's just a bit better than everyone else. But She uh, really is. She yeah. really is a lot better than everybody else. But the um, the, major- the majority of this story does come from another comic book, um, Black Widow's Deadly Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, the, it's almost similar to the story that they've used, obviously different to fit within the MCU. Mm -hmm. I've never read it, but finally Woven Thread is absolutely unreal. The artwork in it is beautiful. The reds that they use throughout, it's like the reds and the whites, it's just, it's stunning. Mm -hmm. Um, Such a good read. I probably will not be watching this for a very long time. (laughs) I get where you're coming from. I, I I even I says to Carolyn, on when I saw Carolyn yesterday, I was like, David Harbour, phenomenal, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I could have watched him for the two and a half. I could have that could have been his film, and I would have been happy with it. It could have been called Red Guardian, <laughs> and I would be buzzing with it. Florence Pugh as Yelena was absolutely unreal, and um, Melina was. Rachel Weisz was absolutely brilliant, so interesting, and I'm devastated we didn't get to see more and hear more from her. And then you've got Scarlett, who just felt like she was just fit into it mm. because it has her name on it. Yeah. I have heard rumours as well that uh, uh, that David and Rachel Weisz is going to be returning a lot sooner than we expect. So we are going to be seeing apparently more because of the reactions that she they have been getting from this film. But like I say, he was a standout and they were quite believable as a family, non-family as well. Uh, and all... I do think there's something there between them two. Mm-hmm. I think that was very real. And that was the whole point throughout the film was Florence, like Yelena's character mm-hmm. saw that as, that was, that was real to her and to, yeah. and to Natasha it wasn't she because she was a bit older she knew that how fake it was you even saw the skills that she had as a child I got a different yeah I think it was real for Natasha as well just she got so good at hiding that part of it because mm, when you no, see her as that true. little girl and when they try and take a little sister away and she pulls a gun on them and yeah that airport scene that was brutal and that was like that was intense and real so i think like say because as you said natasha is trained to hide most of her emotions you you never really saw her show any emotions until uh what was it uh end game 
because even in Infinity War, she was like, when, when the kid, yeah, because you saw her tired and, and, and done. She was broken. She was absolutely broken. It mm -hmm. was the first time that you saw her, because you saw her cry mm -hmm. um, properly, as mm -hmm. in not a fake one, not one where she was like trying to manipulate Mm -hmm. anybody it was a proper cry and um, she was just absolutely broken and you knew you knew out of the two of them who was going to sacrifice their life because that's mm -hmm. all that they would be that's that's she said it herself yeah it's been leading up to this moment and um, i just felt that she she was very she was very good at hiding it but mm -hmm. she I, she almost made herself believe she wasn't real so therefore i believed it wasn't real yeah. Um, but Elena is couldn't couldn't, couldn't hide it type thing. It was no, she couldn't. She was too uh, too emotional over it. The little girl though, who played Elena mm. in the beginning bit, mm. is the same little girl from um, Doctor Sleep and um, House on Haunted Hill. I think that little girl has such a future in films. She is absolutely phenomenal, L phenomenal little actress. I'm gonna, my last little thing I'm gonna say about uh, uh, Black Widow though, that did the best callback that I never thought. I, I I was amazed when I saw it and when I saw the pictures afterwards, and it was something so simple but so clever, and, and it shows how much Elena meant to Natasha, the vest. Because. Oh. Because oh, yes. she, she wore that vest in Infinity War when the on the battlefield. Oh my God, she did. Yeah, the vest with the pockets. Yeah, got so many pockets. <laughs> yes, it's just a nice little interplay between what sisters would be like, as you know, with your mm. sister and stuff. And then when she gives yes. her, the, when, she, when, she, when she gives gives her the vest, and then I didn't notice it till I saw a picture online saying you. Uh, Natasha was wearing Elena's vest during Infinity War, during the, the battle scene. So I was like, wow. shit. So it shows that, like, they've called her back just to show that she doesn't mean a lot to Natasha, which I thought was a really quite sweet note to wow, end Wow, that's totally, yeah, that's totally, that has changed a little, a little few things for me. Um, overall, I enjoyed it, probably not for the reasons I should have. Um, mm -hmm. I can't be overcritical of anything Marvel do can't <laughs> because I know Fine Weather will come back is in the arse later on because mm. the you know as Marvel don't do anything by accident yeah. there'll be a chance that you know something from what we didn't like of it will be a callback later on of something we loved mm -hmm. do you know what I mean it's just Marvel's never ending circle of mm -hmm. we're gonna fuck with your mind no that's <laughs> that, that's the thing though with Marvel they always do leave things open but I've because I quite like it how they always advance the story. Like I said, there's no wasted mm -hmm. motion. This one, to yeah. me, felt like a little bit of wasted motion, like going back rather than going forward. But again, that's just me being overcritical and, and piggy because, like I say, we expect more, shall we say. But that's, yeah, that's we, my little think, tidbit. Yeah, <laughs> they've, ruined, they've definitely ruined us with the last part of the, um, the, last part of the Infinity Saga. We were absolutely ruined as viewers because... That is some cinematic mm -hmm. brilliance mm -hmm. of what they did there. Um, and I get what you mean. It's not progressing the story forward because we're all, we're in the past. We know her fate. But I am so glad she didn't come back. 
because everything I felt from Endgame when she went would have been taken away from us cool. and it would have been for nothing. Yeah. So I'm kind of pleased of that. Um, I think we should leave it there. I have nothing more to add to this. To be honest, my notes were very, very little because I just, I knew because the fact that the she wasn't really, it, was, it just didn't feel like her film for me. I thought mm-hmm. I could... Yeah. I'll talk about what really made the film for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk from the heart, that's, that's always the thing. But yeah, I, it, it's, it's one of them things. Like, I'll always be a, a comic book fan and anything you put in front of us, I will watch. Um, but it, it didn't fit in nicely. I know films shouldn't. I've been a DC fan. Fuck, nothing fits in nicely anymore. Do you not think, though, if you might have felt a bit different if it came out when it did? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, because then we would have had Shang-Chi straight afterwards and we would have had, you know, new Spider-Man, new, you know, the Eternals. Mm. The story, you've just, all you're getting is just the, the starting point of what we know is going to go into the next bit. So, yeah, I think if it came and, out... Yeah, and this is going to be a good segue as well because... I think we've been spoilt a little bit as well with mm. Marvel TV shows that's been coming out. Well, because they have because they have been like, giving us more, if that makes sense. So, moving on to our next thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, are we going straight into it. Um, yeah, we might as well. Um, I know, like I say, we'd normally do do our top fives but we thought we'll try and keep up with what's been talked about so what we'll probably do with this podcast and um, we we'll, might even do it in two parts so yeah. we'll have the like I say the Black Widow one and now we'll discuss going into Loki pew, 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 pew. can't <laughs> wait for this can't wait for this now ah uh, talking about expectations for a TV show because I think from the start, I think there was a picture or a, a thing that came out when the, when Loki was brought out was basically ten years ago. Marvel took a punt with two unne- unknown actors for two big roles in the Marvel universe. One was Tom Hiddleston and one Chris Hemsworth. And the, the newspaper article was in Marvel do big gamble. Will it pay off? Has it paid off? Fuck yeah, because. Loki has oh, been yes. one of the best characters in the MCU. He's been the most interesting, most diverse, um, mm-hmm. and he's like one of these people that you shouldn't like, but you end up cheering for. And this was the perfect foil for him. And um, before I give you my ratings and stuff, how did you feel about it? Well, before I get into how I feel about it, would you like to know the Rotten Tomato score of the program? Okay, go for it. 92% should be higher <laughs> 92% um, I I am not going to use his name mm-hmm. as frequently as what I should to talk about him because I absolutely despise the way my northern accent says the name Loki I okay. hate it <laughs> it sets my teeth on edge whenever I, just me mm-hmm. nobody else when yeah. I hear myself say Loki, mm-hmm. I absolutely oh, it sets me on edge. Um, I absolutely loved mm-hmm. this 
TV series. It was emotionally on par with um, with One Division. It had me absolutely gripped. It gave me some some characters and some that I never I never thought I'd fall in love with. Um, and we'll get into that in a bit because I'm. It'll, I'm just, I'll be jumping straight ahead of myself. <laughs> but it also left me with a lot of questions and a lot of confusion mm-hmm. because it, there was a lot to take in. Yeah. Even though it was simply done, like it wasn't hard, there still was a lot of like the Nexus events, mm-hmm. variants. Mm-hmm. I got a bit lost at some point, but that yeah. did not take me away from the program. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And you think, like, see, I know we've had other ones, but this one was uh, only six episodes. So I know mm-hmm. Division was a little bit longer. I think Winter Shoulder was six as well. Um, like I say, I, I fell in love with Division. It, it was a journey. Like I say, it was hard. This was mm-hmm. every episode we were gripped. There was something different. There was something like, it was never boring. At, at, and it was not the premise I was expecting. Because when I watched no. it, I was expecting... Um, Something like Quantum Leap. I know it's absolutely yeah, yeah, no, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. But because we didn't, because they never told us about variants mm-hmm. of this character, yeah, that we are thinking that, you know, our mm-hmm. our Loki is the one who's going to be doing all this time traveling when it's not the case at all. Oh. Um, and I'm, I'm, I've absolutely loved the progression mm-hmm. of the character yes. from his transformation from this absolute weed of a villain because he was he wasn't the greatest because if you think about it he hasn't been through Ragnarok he hasn't been through Dark I think it's basically at at the end of New York Avengers Assemble that's the look we've got at the start of this so he's not looking for his glorious purpose exactly yeah And, and again I know they kind of touched on that when he was sitting is it because I always get his name mixed up with Owen Wilson's character? Was it Mo- Morpheus, Morpheus or Mo- Morbius? Mo- I kept calling him Morpheus, and that's because the it's Morbius. Yeah, that's yes. I, I kept him doing the same. Asked that, um, when I know when they sat down with him and showed him everything that happens, and when you saw what happened to his mother, Frida, and that was well done, and and the whole issue with him getting kicked in the balls for about 10 hours straight was hilarious. But his journey from being the dick that we had at the end of Avengers to basically at the end of Loki. Cause I know there was a few people like say, I had a few arguments with who said, well, the title, the film was Loki and he didn't get like, a great thing at ending. I went, wait there. None of the other shows are getting a second season. Loki's getting a second season. Um, it's, that was this, huge. This is leading what we've been waiting for. We've been asking the question since we heard multiverse of madness how mm-hmm. we are getting the multiverse we have found that out during this show and the way they've done it has been perfect and the way that implemented at the end as well implemented sorry at the end was done so delicately and so lightly that you didn't even notice it that was the brilliant part no but- you didn't at all and you don't do you know the, the fact that at the end I know we're gonna we're gonna jump backwards <laughs> and forwards, and I'm sorry, yeah. but the end scene where the um, what's he called the he who he who remains who we'll get into in a bit. Yeah. Um, he when he who remains gives him the option 
-hmm. take the throne or let the multiverse happen. And in her head, she, the fact that, because he knows, he knows what, what that means, letting the multiverse happen. Because if you picked up on it, Miss Minutes kept telling them over and over again, what would happen if that happened? But in her head, all she can think of is he just wants his throne. Yeah. But that's not Loki anymore. No. That's not who he is. Yeah. She is. She helped him mm-hmm. to realize a bigger picture yeah. where it's not about him mm-hmm. because he always made it about him. But wasn't that the whole Nexus event when they touched hands? That was like the the big spark that Loki realized it wasn't about him anymore. And mm-hmm. again, I know we'll probably touch on the relationship, but that was, and I, it took us a little bit to get my head around, but again, I got there uh, and falling in love with himself makes, makes perfect sense. Uh, but um, I, when, when they kissed, I went, is that right? Should we be, should we be liking that? I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging it, but I really don't know if I should be. <laughs> it was a, a little bit confusing, but again, if you think about Loki as a character, it made perfect sense that the only person he truly would love is himself, mm-hmm. which um, I thought she was brilliant as well. The, the, the actress of uh, Sylvie. Um, I say we'll start, rather than keep jumping, we'll try and make it a bit more uniform. Like I say, if, when Loki first is introduced, like I say, if he's uh, introduced to the time uh, variant uh, what was it called? The time TVA, uh, the t- TVA. T- the time variant uh, associate. I can't remember what it stood for now. I just kept calling <laughs> the TVA. TVA, but the whole premise where he was getting going through indoctrinated and getting checked out, and the little in jokes as well, saying, "Oh, if you go through this and you're a robot, you'll be evaporated." And he's getting well, if I'm a robot, what if I don't know? And he's he's sitting there with bated breath, just saying, "Is he going to be a robot?" Then he's happy that he's not, and he mm-hmm. gets zapped in, but. It was all done very cleverly. Um, I've still got ideas and and theories about because it. One thing I did love about this, you don't get all the answers. Because um, oh. I still think because when they start going on all the different variants and you find out um, all the variants are basically in basic multiverse versions of the same character, just doing different things, and they're trying to get rid of ones that they deem as messing up the, the sacred timeline, but. Uh, I still think um, Mobius is a Howard Stark variant. Oh, wow! Uh, oh! I... Wow. Okay, yeah. mind blow. Did not, <laughs> did not put that. That's Because <gasps> uh, he looks a little bit like him, but not too much. But he's clever. And he's intelligent. He works oh out. So, God, that first, yes. someone said... Because someone said there was a Tony Stark. I went, no, he's not a Tony Stark. He's a Howard. No, no. He's a Howard. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. My ma- Can we just talk about how amazing <laughs> Owen Wilson was in this, yes. by the way? <laughs> he was brilliant. And said, it's Owen Wilson playing Owen Wilson. And, no. I, and we both, no. Um, no, but we both looked at each other and went, that's okay. Because this is, fu- he was Fun. brilliant. He, him, that chemistry between mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston and him was mm-hmm. on the same level as the chemistry that Chris Hemsworth and him have yeah. when they're working together. The, mm-hmm. it, that spark between the two of them, mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. so amazing to watch. 
Mm-hmm. I just, I want more. I need <laughs> more of this man. He was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so brilliant. And I, I just I loved it. Absolutely loved them. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But yeah, the whole, but the whole bringing in this, like, say, the female Loki and stuff, I know I stayed away from spoilers as well, so I was quite surprised. Yeah. Um, I, I liked the whole shock. The only thing did feel a little bit weird, as you, as you said before, was the whole relationship. But again, it made a little bit... I was, yeah, um, I was just like, I'm digging it. I don't know if I should be, but yeah. I am. I'm getting it. Um, but when Aunt Sora... Mm-hmm. And realized what she was realized the power she had. Mm-hmm. He kind of like sat he sat up and he went, That's Enchantress. Yeah. And I was getting no and he went, Yeah, I'm telling you that. And then he went online and he was getting, Yes, um, it's Enchantress. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, okay, that's interesting. I I, I Sophie, her name was Sophie de Martian Mar- Mar- mm-hmm. and God bless this woman. She had just had her baby yeah. before filming had started. Mm-hmm. And she, it, she looked phenomenal. And the mm-hmm. costume mm-hmm. she wore was fitted for and made so she was able to breastfeed between takes. Yeah. How awesome is that? I thought that was absolutely unreal. I was like, she is an absolute, she is like a real life superhero. Being able to work, feed her child and mm-hmm. have, you know, show that she's not got any energy at all. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what though, um, <clears throat> they're trying to Marvel's trying to play mind games with us again because the, mm-hmm. what they're trying to say now is she has not signed up for season two. I what? That, that's what they're saying, but I'm calling bullshit now. Again, you can you can play this back when it, when it comes out season two. She has to be in that because that that season doesn't work unless she's going to be in something else uh, with Loki. Because I know now it's it's I don't know if it's been confirmed, but he's going to be in Doctor Strange too. Uh, uh, well, he's going to have to explain all of this. Yes. <laughs> you I see, where we're getting our explanations from is going to be somebody in mm-hmm. everybody's eyes who is not trustworthy, yeah. even though we know as viewers he's gone through something and he's changed. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't see that that version of Loki being going back to the way he was, not yeah. like what you saw in Ragnarok, because he flipped and flopped between who he, you know, the loyal brother, the deceitful yeah. one. You knew that with the decision he made at the end. That, yeah. that that was his turn point. You knew the decision and you could understand the decision because normally Loki would have went for it. No. That's just... Uh, let's let's go mess with everything him. up. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. And go see what... It. But, yes. Um, let's just talk for one second mm-hmm. about Richard E. Grant. <laughs> As old school Loki. I never, th- Loki. I never thought we would see <coughs> classic old school comic book uh, outfits in the MCU. I thought they wouldn't work, but he looked amazing. <laughs> he was incredible. I could not get enough of him. I when I saw when because it, it was the last episode of um, and you find the out next event. Yeah, I think it was episode three when they get. When, Episode three, yeah. When they get zapped and they go off and you realise they're not getting disintegrated, they're getting sent to the end of time. They're getting sent to the end of time, yes. And he's standing there, I just went, oh my God, Richard E. Grant, that's amazing. And then when he was, oh, when he was in the, his little hood and with mm-hmm. the crocodile, <laughs> the crocodile there, <laughs> the crocodile, come on, that is fucking genius. 
And did, um, you, see the, and did you see the frog Thor as well? Yes! <laughs> oh, that was Chris Hemsworth too. <laughs> um, and when he, when he created, you know, when he started doing his creations at the end to, yeah. to distract... Mm-hmm. Um, who were, I can't, I did not write the name oh, down, the, sorry, of who the beast, the, what, the, the, the beast, uh, yeah. Um, and he, I was, I was in tears. And when mm-hmm. he went out in a blaze of glory, I was bawling, bawling. He was amazing. I bet I Marvel had seen that, but we, we fucked up killing him off, though. <laughs> yep, definitely. I'm gonna say, Kid Loki really got on my tit ends. His accent was doing my nutting. Mm. Either talk like a child or talk like an Englishman. You make your mind up. Like you, you, there's no in between. But I did like the whole, um, uh, whole like what did you do? I killed Thor as a child. So yeah, it was, it was quite a quite interesting. It was really dark, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was really dark. And he said his his tone, how he said it, was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bunker scene was probably one of my favourites mm-hmm. because there was so many different variants of Loki there. <laughs> I did not fun. know them. They're, they're all trying, trying to just kill each other. Each other. <laughs> but again, the, the th- things that happen that you don't expect, like Crocodile Loki biting off um, uh, President Loki's hand and stuff, that, that was hilarious. That scream was so funny. <laughs> um, the, the, I, I want to see more of that crocodile. Mm-hmm. I need to see more of that crocodile. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, there was a lot of a lot of undertone of the Wizard of Oz throughout mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah, all of this. And, and, do you know what? Yeah, yeah. But it it came in so many different waves. So when they get to the TVA and we think, oh, this is it. She's going to take out because mm-hmm. you've got the three statues at the top, and this mm-hmm. is Sylvie's going to take them out. And Ant went, no. What's going to happen is it's going to be they're going to it's going to be fake, and there's going to be someone standing behind it. Yeah. That's what's that's the Wizard of Oz element, but it wasn't. It was when we got to the end of time, and then we got to see the wizard, and it was just brilliant. The undertone of Wizard of Oz flowing throughout all of this yeah. series, I thought, was really good. But we'll, we'll leave the end bit to last, just because Sean, the, yeah. little, the little bastard, got us with like a doozy. Because I got all excited and stunned texting who 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 it is and stuff, and he just went no. It's not who you think. It's not who it's you not think who it is. You, yeah. Think it is at this moment. It's that it's going to be, but that's, but it's not. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We'll get in. We'll, we'll we'll go to that at the end because I had that. That was really where my questioning is, um, mm-hmm. with regards to it because I I, I did feel like I missed a lot, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm talking about it. I don't feel I've missed a, quite a lot. Yeah. Um. I'm, I really enjoyed Hunter B fifteen. Hmm. I really enjoyed that woman. She was there was a, there was a couple of actors from um from us. Well, what was it called? The Lovecraft um mm-hmm. Lovecraft yeah. series. I can't. Yeah. Because she was in that, and the um the man who remains, he mm-hmm. who remains. Sorry, he yeah. was in that. But Hunter B fifteen is a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of her so yeah. much. Um, I just I, I hope I hope given where we are at the end. Mm-hmm. She's going to continue on in it. Yeah, oh, she was really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, it's a it's a TV show that like a lot of the TV shows we've watched answered and tied up as n- everything neatly. So you couldn't like say because going forward, you're not going to see a One Division season two. You're not going to see a Winter Soldier and Falcon season two. You don't need to. 
no, you're going to get Captain America 4, but again, that that's a different story. With this, it's left so many stuff, like the, the female judge, I can't remember her name, where she um, got given... Revolver Rainslayer. Yeah, she's been told, got told something, and she, she went somewhere, we don't know where. So She knows more than what she, she leads on, and she was totally fine finding out she was a variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally fine. So the whole premise of the TVA is that it's all fake. Mm-hmm. They they are meant to be the timekeepers, and you see that, mm-hmm. you know, when Loki pinches the Tesseract, that is him breaking a timeline. They basically go in and put that right. And mm-hmm. um, they let the Avengers have the pass on them breaking time rules because they allowed that to happen because they knew that Steve Rogers was going to go back mm-hmm. and put the timeline correct again. So they were okay with that happening, mm-hmm. but everything else, if they, if a timeline is going to be changed in some way, mm-hmm. they go in and they correct it. And you basically find out that it is a lot of horseshit. <laughs> Every person who works in there. Is, they all think they were just created to work in there when you yeah. actually find out they are a variant mm-hmm. and a, they they had a life and they had that life taken away from them yep um in the same way like swear- sylvie was when she was a kid and uh, mm-hmm. like say loki was uh, after he stole the tesseract so and again i don't know if they're going to use like mind manipulation or something like that or uh, or explain it how because that still hasn't been explained how they got the memories taken away yeah that's yeah there's a, there's a lot of um questions that because it is it called pruned yes when they get taken out of the their timeline and put into the tva because mm-hmm. i know she said that you she says sylvie says to Loki later on in the series i got pruned well before you know as a child mm-hmm. everything that i've been doing is leading up to this moment you need to give me a minute <laughs> yeah um I just hope Morbius gets to go on his jet ski by the end of season two. Like, I just, I just want nothing but the best for that man. I've, um, I've, still, I've still got to call him Howard, so he's not Morbius anymore, it's just Howard. <laughs> that is absolutely genius. I never even thought of that. Um, Miss Minutes played more of a part than what we actually thought. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was laying the groundwork with Loki about the destruction of the timelines that led up to the last episode... In episode two, mm-hmm. she was drilling it in him because mm-hmm. she was asking him questions, mm-hmm. and she was and he was saying, you know, what happens if the timeline gets broken? And, and he was giving an answer, and she was going, that's you know, that she was wanted more of an elaboration. She was basically laying the groundwork mm-hmm. for the last episode when they were given a choice, yeah, to tell them how bad it would be. Mm-hmm if the timelines broke off into a multiverse mm-hmm. and he wasn't really paying attention to her, she played more of a part than what we actually thought. And Tara yeah. Strong, amazing, <laughs> amazing choice. I am so glad they used her in the right way for the MCU. Yeah. As a voiceover, yeah. No, As a voice character. So, mm-hmm. moving on through, because like I say, we've talked about the other Loki's, like the boastful Loki was a bit, like I say, it wasn't in it too much, but it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see which Lokis did actually survive and are going to be used going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I don't think we've seen the last of Boy Loki or Crocodile Loki because I think that's. Yeah. I think Crocodile Loki is going to be used throughout time now. <laughs> but leaning into the big bad, which 
we've been waiting for since uh, since they announced after Thanos who was going to be taking over. Um, I know he was announced for Ant-Man and Wasp, the quant- mm-hmm. uh, Quantum Mania, it's called. That Kang yeah. the Conqueror is going to be in it. And <laughs> uh, when I saw the actor who's when they were going through, because they did the big whole reveal of the castle, which was beautifully done, absolutely stunning showcase. From, um, and you saw him sitting there, and just, my heart went, yes, it, it is Kang, because I was thinking it was going to be possibly another variant of Loki, uh, or like, I had I all never... these thoughts. Yeah. No, sorry, go on, go on, sorry. Yeah, so I, as you said, I thought, with Marvel, are they going to do the obvious? Because like, the most obvious thing would have been getting to the end, and there would have mm-hmm. been... A variant of Loki there sitting on the throne, and he right. caused it all. That would have been interesting but predictable. And I know when we go through time and they say the end of time, there was always going to be like a variant. Well, apparently a variant of Kang. Because I texted Sean and said it's it's fucking Kang the Conqueror, and he went, "No, it's not. It's Amortius he sent." I've never mm-hmm. heard that name, so I did look oh. it up. It is basically Kang's final form or something like that in the future. Yes. It's the end of time, Kang. So he explained it perfectly that there was one, and then there's var- and then there's variants of the one, and they're all fighting amongst. Oh, just got your mic. And they were all <laughs> fighting amongst each other. So we did, but I never picked up that he said Kang or Conqueror. I mm-hmm. never heard him see it. I might have been talking over the top of it, mm-hmm. or doing some, or not concentrating, but. I never heard it. So when I went online mm-hmm. after the episode and everyone's like, oh my God, it's Kyle of Congress. I was like, where? <laughs> where? Where was that said? Well, he didn't <laughs> so say it. He, did, he, he didn't say Kang, but he said Conqueror twice. He said it twice. Yeah. and But he explained it perfectly. Now that I have got my head around it, he mm-hmm. did explain it perfectly that he that that is the final form of the, of the variant of Kang. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fucking genius, but mm-hmm. I had to go back over a lot of things because mm-hmm. I did not get that the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I didn't. I just got excited saying, it's fucking, they're doing Kang, they're doing Kang the Conqueror. And I know they've been rumoured for years just because, to be fair, he is an X Men film, a villain more than anything else. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, sorry. Uh, well, Fantastic Four. His first, his first, um, his first, one of his first appearances was in, was fighting the Fantastic Four. Mm. Um, then I, I don't know from then onwards. Because isn't, isn't it, is, cause it, was he in a relative of one of the X Men though? Was it Jean Grey and, and Scott Summers like a, a distant relative or am I totally? I don't. I generally don't. I generally don't know. Um, he's not a character that I'm totally overly familiar with. Um, mm. obviously I know the name, and I'm gonna keep it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it and I am going to follow the MCU timeline and I am not going to delve into the comics because there is so many versions of the of character yeah. of Kang throughout the time of Marvel Comics. Um, I'm just, I, I'm really gutted in myself that I never heard Because <laughs> oh, so he says, he actually, when he said it, he went, they've been called many of things. He's, I think it was a like ruler and he went, but he did. But he, when he said it, he went done like a little eyebrow thing as well. So, I know why <laughs> I didn't hear it now for because he says I've been known by many names and I, and I started doing the speech from the the mighty Bush. Oh dear, yeah, I've been known by very many names. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, I missed it. I missed it. Now I know why I didn't hear it. Yeah, but I missed it. But Sean called it. So Sean, you little bastard, I'll give you your credit and your due today, sir. You you, you got one over me here. (laughs) Can we just talk about the beginning of the last episode? Right Mm -hmm. at the beginning, the credits of we haven't even started, and the credits are coming up, and it's the green Marvel sign, and Mm -hmm. we get Captain Peggy's song played Mm -hmm. as a background where you hear the whole of the MCU going Mm -hmm. through it. How beautiful was that put together? Mm-hmm. That was stunning. And the last person to talk, and I didn't pick this up until I rewatched the when I was watching stuff this morning on YouTube. The last person to talk is Cassilius from mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, right. and he basically—it's not a foreshadowing, but he's letting you know time is the biggest villain of them all. Mm-hmm. And it's his speech that he gives to Doctor Strange when he says that time is the biggest villain, mm-hmm. and it's that sets that is basically setting the tone for the whole episode leading up mm-hmm. to the end. And I, when I watched it, I was like, "Fuck, that changes!" Like that totally changes how great that that episode actually was. I thought it was great to start with. That just made yeah. it even better. I wasn't paying attention to him because mm-hmm. I was more crying over the fact that Peggy and Cap song was playing. Tell you what was, I, I, I can't wait for though, how pissed off Steve Strange is going to be to try and sort this mess out. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> he's got to fix everything that Wanda fucked up. And yeah. now he's got to fix everything that basically uh, Loki tried to, again, he, he, he didn't do anything too wrong. He just tried to, he tried to play normal, but that whole ending where basically they don't recognise him, they think he's just someone from admin. Yeah. I think it's going to be quite entertaining because he's now got to build that relationship with Wilson up again. I don't know and how. I think that would be very easy because I think there was just an instant connection to start with. He never asked who he was. He never looked out of place with them. It was like, mm-hmm. he did ask who he was, but it wasn't like an initial like mm-hmm. shock thing. Like it, it, I think yeah. they're, I think, they have such a natural chemistry that it would he's going to be fine in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, it does open. It opens everything yes. up to possibilities. And this is what I meant by Black Widow. It don't matter no more. Because of all them, strings, all them strings are going, you don't know who's going to be where. That way, or that way, is that Steve going to come yeah. back? Is, is Tony still alive? Uh, exactly. Is it going to be 17 Spider-Mans in the next Spider-Man film? <laughs> <laughs> it's just opened the possibilities up. It's given a chance to explain Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. the X-Men. It's, yeah. it's allowing us now to not have to have the likes of a Captain Marvel film to explain a character. Mm-hmm. We don't need to. We yeah. have a multiverse. And this is what Marvel are very famous for, is their multiverse. Yeah. All needs to do is, like, say, have one of the characters, like, say, going down a dark alley, then all they hear is schnick and see some uh, <laughs> adamant. But the rumours are as well, Hugh Jackman's back, so... That'll be... I heard that. I heard yeah. that, and I would be, I, I would be very pleased because I think it will be a very hard casting mm-hmm. to get someone who is, who has such a, a look for the character to start with. Yeah. Like, regardless of the fact that he's played him for over ten years, that's that, that's really nothing. But the fact that he has the look 
that's yeah. probably the hardest part when it comes to casting. It must be hard for you, Jack, because he must be proud of playing Wolverine. And again, this is not a knock. Well, it is a knock on the X-Men films because some of them are brilliant. But when you look back on the legacy of the X-Men films, there's mm -hmm. not a great legacy and it wasn't ended no. on a high note. I know for him it was with Logan, but Dark Phoenix, um, like I said, was a poor film. And again, it didn't get any... Like, it went from high, low to dreadful to better getting there than just... Getting there, yeah, then, then back down again. Yeah, yeah there's, there's never been a consistency. But this is what I absolutely love about your Chris Evans's Robbie Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman. They take, they took a character that a lot of like a lot of actors always strive for mm -hmm. to be the best actor they can, to be the Lawrence Olivier's and the Oliver Stones yeah. of the acting world, and getting characters like this can be a little bit, can almost be a little bit underneath them. Um, and they're just, you know, it's just a cash cow. It's just a job. They didn't make it like that. Yeah. They were very passionate, like, they, and they were like passionate and loyal, mm -hmm. really loyal. And Hugh Jackman has done that from day one, regardless. How many times could he have bowed out yeah. of playing that character? But because he had a loyalty, a love and respect, mm -hmm. For the character, for the you know, for the industry, for the industry within comic book, because he really helped create it. Yeah, we oh, wouldn't yeah. have what we have if, if you don't have the like exactly. And he really did help pave the path for it. And this is what I love. I hate seeing actors in comic book films who do it for a money grab. Mm. And be, like Brie Larson almost has that in her. She's not. She's she doesn't show the same compassion and loyalty and love and respect like your Robert Downey Jr.'s and Chris Evans and Hemsworth. Like mm -hmm. they all have a respect for the for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um and Hugh Jackman was no no different. And mm -hmm. I would be so happy even if it was just one yeah one part of him in that because he's getting on. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't you can't keep up with that kind of regime to get himself in that physical Anymore. I would, yeah, but that's the thing though. I don't need to see too many Wolverine films in the MCU. No. I can just see them in one, but then carry on yeah. with the X-Men. There's that many X-Men characters that need their time to shine, which yeah. haven't had that place because Wolverine's been the prominent member. But to have Wolverine as Hugh Jackman in the MCU would be something special. But again, as you said, with, with all the branches and stuff, things that we're going to get, because mm -hmm. now the Eternals make sense. Because when the Eternals... Oh my God, yes. Because <laughs> all through the years, the Eternals have just sat back and watched. Now it understands why now why? they're coming into it and decide it's now it's now up to them to step in and try and make a change, which again, yeah. works for me. Um, it's going to be... I think, this, I think the next year of films is going to be a bit awkward because we were meant to get them before Loki came out. This has always been Loki's runtime. Mm -hmm. So I think the films beforehand are going to be slightly like Shang-Chi. I don't think that's going to have anything to do with the multiverse in there whatsoever. There mm -hmm. might be some hints to it. Um, Spider-Man, potentially. Oh, no, Spider-Man's Spider-Man's got big elements of the multiverse. because yes, that's, that's right at the end of the year, isn't yeah. it? So I think Spider-Man was meant to be coming out around about now or around about. So, yeah. But again... 
again, I'm not too worried about, like I said, that no. aspect too much. The thing I'm looking forward to more is basically um, now we've got a path. Now we know yeah. what's what's going to happen we, and see these things happen. Like now I understand how Blade's going to come into it. Now I can see where before I was like, oh, but my biggest always concern about introducing new characters or new big teams was basically where the fuck were you during Infinity War? Where the fuck were you yeah. in Endgame? Now I understand we you know. went. It makes sense. And again, yeah. I can get on board with that. So it builds that excitement because after Endgame, I'll be honest, it killed a little bit of excitement because you you thought everything now is just going to be an afterthought. But now it's yeah, not. Yeah, everyone, everyone said you're not going to get, you're not going to get the Infinity Saga again. Mm-hmm. But we are. Yeah. We are now. And it's going to help massively with Black Panther mm-hmm. and bringing Killmonger back. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to have such an impact and, and a help because they are definitely not recasting him. Can't. They're not recasting that character. It would be and wrong they, to do it. Yeah. So yeah. But now they don't need to no. without any explanation. No. They don't need to, and it works out brilliantly. Because now, in in this timeline, it could be Shuri as Black Panther. That was the chosen exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just opened the possibilities way up. I just hope at some point Galactus comes in to try and munch some worlds up. I just, I just need to see that. I want to see the X Men, but I don't just want to see the typical X Men. I want to mm. see some. Different Gambit, characters, not and um, um, Dazzler. I want to see, like, I want to see something different. I don't yeah. want to see your typical normal Jean Grey Cyclops. Do you know what I mean? I want something I, new. I wouldn't mind saying Cyclops being prominent rather than being just this shitty because Cyclops is an amazing character, like, he's a leader, but we've not seen him be a leader. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Storm being as, as badass as she is in the comics because I, I know. Like say, if, same things like say Halle Berry did a good thing, but she wasn't given enough. Like she well, should, like Storm should be the biggest badass in the X Men universe. She yeah. controls the weather, fuck. She. Yeah, I think she's going to be in Black Panther too, mm-hmm. and this is the saddest part of it. We would have if if Chadwick. Did, well, did, she didn't. It didn't pass away. Mm-hmm. We would have seen the wedding of Storm and Black Panther. And I obviously we're not going to see that yeah. now, but she is going to be in Black Panther too. And I just want to see Mohawk, Lion, <laughs> badass storm. white hair, badass storm, ripping up Wakanda. I just, I need to see that. But I do mm. want to see some, like, not B-class players, but just some different and different x Primans example, Deadpool. Not a big, I'd say, fair enough in comic book world, he is a big character, but real world, not many people would have known him if, like, say, if Ryan Reynolds didn't get involved. And he is now bigger than the X Men. That is the biggest show space film. And seeing Deadpool in the MCU is going to blow a lot of people's minds. And if they keep him the same, they're going to keep him X rated. He's still going to, because they brought Star. Mm-hmm. into Disney Plus they can still keep him X rated mm-hmm. which because you can't tone down that character <laughs> you cannot it does not work um, and again Ryan Reynolds is another example of a person who took it 
seriously mm -hmm. and didn't mock us and didn't mm -hmm. take the piss out of us. He was, he's the reason you have Deadpool in the first place. Mm -hmm. He, he, leaked it, he, he leaked the footage. He leaked stuff. it. He leaked it. That footage <laughs> that you saw of Wade on the bridge, that was, he basically said in an interview, there were seven people in a room, one person leaked it, and I'm not telling you who it was. And then he went, it was me. <laughs> there were seven people, he says, there was people sat in a room, we all toed and fraud, should we just put it out there because no studio was taking them seriously, yeah. nobody wanted it. And the minute it went online and everyone saw that suit, it was mm -hmm. that suit. It wasn't him. Yeah. It was the suit because now that we're taking it seriously, mm -hmm. now they're not going to do the fact that Deadpool was this zipped up mutiny looking like bald headed. Don't know what that was, but they yeah. were taking it seriously. That's what got it off the mm -hmm. ground. Um, I am so looking forward to seeing him writ into the MCU. I think it's going to be perfect. I really need to stop kicking my table. I'm hurting my knees. <laughs> I just can't. I just hope that, like, say, I, and I, as you said, if the rumours are true, like, say, bringing De Daredevil into the MCU, bringing the Punisher, Jessica Jones is meant to be in the new uh, She-Hulk as well. So we are getting... The that makes sense. We are getting the interesting characters now that possibly Disney were scared to do. But seeing, yeah. like I said, Deadpool, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, like I said, Punisher versus Deadpool or Punisher hunting Spider-Man. Um, I, I know it's, it's I gone for the see, I want to see more Punisher. Yes. I really do. Because I thought I, his series alone was okay. Mm -hmm. But what I loved more was him with Deadpool. Mm -hmm. The second series, the first part with him and Deadpool at each other, Deadpool. Mm -hmm. Bloody daredevil. Mm. I absolutely love John Berthnell was made for mm -hmm. that role. Yeah. Absolutely made for it. Um Jessica Jones in She Hulk makes sense mm -hmm. because Hellcat, mm -hmm. um, I can't think of our character's name, but she is best friends with Jennifer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that makes total sense. Um, I'm not a big fan of Jessica Jones. I'm not even I've, a comics I cannot get away with. The series mm -hmm. was only good because of David Tennant. And he's meant to be getting brought back as well in some way. Yeah, the, yeah, that is just amazing. But again, this is all speculation, but if anything does come to fruition, like I say it is a bright future. And like I say, Marvel TV now is giving us what Marvel films were giving us a long time ago. And again, um, I know we went off topic there, but Loki, oh, yeah, um, like I say, again, I loved WandaVision. I was uh, on the fence with Winter Soldier. I'm still not a great lover, I don't, but this this was amazing. I'm I'm all in, and again, it, it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting some kind of time travel heists, quantum leap style, like I said at the start. Loki fixing rights and wrongs, and especially when you saw the good uh, DB Cooper reference as well, yeah, which was genius, so funny to do when it was like a, just a bet between him and Thor. But him it just Thor. shows that him and Thor have been fucking up with <laughs> fucking around with, uh, like, say, Earth was for longer than we're expected. But yeah, it, absolutely. It just, yes. it, it, I really, I, I enjoyed the D, and he looked so much like <laughs> DB Cooper's picture. That was. Spooky, mm -hmm. and that was genius as well. Um, but do you know what though? Because we were, because we didn't get what we wanted in One Division, I think we were very, mm -hmm. very skeptical on what we were getting in this, and we should have known because it was to do with time. Mm -hmm. Something with the the multiverse was gonna come out of it, but yeah. because 
we were so his like we got you know everything we wanted from one division you know all of our speculations that didn't come true true yeah and we and we probably thought the same with this but, but how could we not it had something to do with time yeah but the thing is though with loki i did not see or guess where any of it was going not from one episode to the other that's true I, 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 as you said, with the time traveling element, there was so open interpretation. I could have named a million things. I know, like I say, there was rumors out that Kang the Conqueror was going to be in it, but not on the way that we expected, which again was perfect. And again, mm -hmm. um, I'm excited. I'm excited now for the next phase, which I didn't think Wasn't. would happen. Yes, but that, that's, that's my take on that, Des. Yep. I don't even think we need to do a score out of five. No, I, for me. Yeah, again, almost perfect. I know, like I said, I probably wanted, wanted a bit more answers, but again, season Just two, so I can't, comp can't exactly. complain. Exactly. I would be pissed off if the, it said season one and done, like they're done with the others, but... You can under, we knew it, but you knew one division, mm -hmm. we just, we kind of needed it because we knew at the time Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. So we mm -hmm. kind of thought with WandaVision, one series is fine because it helps us get to there. I never thought Loki was going to be what really got <laughs> us to yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but the Falcon and Winter Soldier, you could have done in one episode because you were literally getting one character from point A to point B. Yeah. And we didn't need the series as it was. I would have preferred it as a film. I probably would have enjoyed it as a film more. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree. Uh -huh. um, the reason the series is for WandaVision and Loki, for me, brilliant, is because we get the time with them. Mm -hmm. I was really freaked out by Tom Hiddleston playing Loki because we've only ever seen him as one note. Mm -hmm. And to see him be something completely different and evolving in mm -hmm. front of your eyes. Yeah. It was almost not uncomfortable. It was just weird to see it. Mm. I, Some I, of his tones and yeah. the fact that he, when he talked to Sylvie, he brought his tone right down yeah. and it was heartfelt. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something you don't see from him. So it kind no. of freaked us out a bit. I was like, <laughs> what am I watching? What am I watching? Who am I watching? And what have you done with Loki? Oh God, yeah. I keep saying it. <laughs> But yes, like I say, can't recommend it enough. Like I say, one of the bright sparks of, like I say, the, like I say, things I've watched during the whole lockdown situation. Uh, now we are coming on the outside of it, so uh, it was a, quite a fitting end. But yeah, like I say, I loved it. So big yes. thumbs up from me. Cool. So yes, any anything else you want to add? To no, the that thing. I, no, I think that was it. Um, so yep, that's a review of Black Widow and Logie. Mm -hmm. Two very different, <laughs> very different um, yeah, opinions on the takes on the both of them. But I think we had the same attitude, though. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think there was, we didn't argue. That's, no. that's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> it's one of them things, we never argue because, like I say, we both respect each other's opinions. It's not like, say, where I would ever call you out bullshit anything like that. It's not that. But, uh, but yes, but if unless, you, if, unless we're talking about Greece one on Greece two. <laughs> which which I did get a message off Emma saying that you were completely wrong with Greece 2. I got a message off Emma saying you're off your fucking tree. <laughs> thinking Greece 1, Greece 2 was better than Greece 1. <laughs> yeah, and I also got it wrong for choosing Rocky Horror Picture Show. She said I, I was a disgrace, but yes. <laughs>
she didn't yeah. she agreed with my with the rest that she said jennifer bodies was jennifer's body was a, a great choice but yeah when it came to the grease um i just got a message when was it last monday saying you're off your fucking tree <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll oh, get we'll, we'll get emma on soon to give us a, her opinion but yes so yes just to recap like i say would might split this one up in two so in part one and part two depending on how yeah. long it comes out just to like i say thing but again if you listened if you if you thought we'd talk shit if you agree let us know um get in the comments say, get on facebook let us know we like yeah. to have conversations with people certainly like i say the facebook group's still thriving uh, join us at that nerdy up north community on facebook like i say this search us we are quite nice and let most people in as uh, long as you answer the questions um also as well like say find us on instagram just search nerdy up north like say just share most of the the pictures that a lot of people do send us and stuff um it's quite fun but like i say if, again if you follow us on youtube please like comment uh, like i say subscribe on uh, spotify and itunes again like I say if you've subscribe to us um and sam knows itunes better than me so i'll let her give that one away <laughs> yeah, so with with itunes the algorithm is if you if we have more five star re and reviews the every it gets picked up more so people can see it so if you can anyone from the facebook page can just be a kind-hearted soul and just go and write us a five-star review that would be grand it just helps people get in contact you know it helps people see us helps people get a part of the community join the facebook page helps us grow and um, we got a lovely comment from the on the last video for the fact that we were wearing joint jurassic park t-shirts last week <laughs> really accidental really accidental yeah so yeah please we we can't thank anyone enough for downloading our episodes and watching us on youtube but we do want to get we do want to grow this we absolutely love doing it and um, we want to get more people on we want to get just get more involved so if you can please help us out youtube itunes spotify and again like i said i hope you've enjoyed like i said same bat time same bat channel and uh, next week hopefully like i say we'll come back to the top fives uh, and then like i said we might even look at changing the format as well to discuss just have random conversations about nerdy things as well so but uh, well again uh, see you soon yep stay nerdy everyone bye bye